You are a Locked On Braves postcast, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, your team every day. And hello and welcome into the Braves postcast, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. Grant McCauley, Jake Mastriani with you after a sweep for the Atlanta Braves down in Miami. Three very good days of baseball. If you're just judging by the outcome, I can tell you things went pretty much the way the Braves needed them to. Inside of those games, there were some highs and a few lows, but the Braves are finally coming home, and they do so with a six-game lead in the National League East after the, after the New York Mets stubbed their toe in Detroit. We'll talk about that kind of stuff later. We've got a 6-3 win on Thursday afternoon to talk about here on the postcast. Make sure you're subscribed to Locked On Sports Atlanta here on YouTube. Click the bell to get notified while you're here. Go ahead, leave a like and a comment. Share it with a friend if you enjoy it. We try to get as many of these in throughout the season as we possibly can. And if you're looking for more great Braves coverage, Locked On Braves. Wherever you get your podcast, you can find it there. All right, Jake, I thought that today was the kind of day that the Braves needed in a lot of different ways. Yes, you want to win. Yes, you want to sweep. And they needed a good start from Dylan Dodd to kind of lay the foundation to get all that done. They did. And look, you got to take advantage of these opponents. I know the Marlins been playing pretty well, but got to win these games because this schedule is going to get really tough here starting Friday night. So good to see them get a sweep going into that series with a good record. And yes, a great outing from Dylan Dodd to give them some innings, which they needed after the short start the day before. Yeah, most definitely. And I think if you look at Dylan Dodd's line, and we'll talk about it in a moment, if you knew you could get a quality start out of him to help out the bullpen, you'd sign up for it. No questions asked. Let's jump inside the box score, the line score of this game. Game number 32 for the Braves, who are now 22-10 and 10 to start the season. Six runs, 12 hits, no errors, 10 men left on base. Marlins, a 500 club, 16-16. and 16. They play an awful lot better against the rest of baseball than they have against the Atlanta Braves. They barely miss getting swept in Atlanta in a four-game set. They do get swept here in Miami. Three runs, 10 hits, three errors, eight men left aboard. Dylan Dodd, the winner, now 2-1 and one as he made his third major league start and first since early April. Jesus Lozardo didn't pitch all that poorly. He takes the loss, though, now 2-2. Two and two. And A.J. Minter, how about another good performance from him as he locks down save number seven of the year, looking a little bit more like A.J. Minter. We'll talk about that later, too. Two hours, 36 minutes, time of game, 8,295 paid to see it. Not sure all of them showed up, though. In the words of Skip Carey, many disguised as empty seats. Dylan Dodd, though, in this game, a pretty good start, a quality start at that Six innings of three-run ball. He did allow eight hits and three walks. So there was some traffic on the bases, Jake. He only struck out one batter, and he got to be on the wrong side of the Jorge Soler moonshot to left thing. But overall, outside of the Soler homer, I didn't see a lot of mistakes from Dylan Dodd in the start. Yeah, it was a good start from him for sure. I mean, the one thing we know about Dylan Dodd, he throws strikes, and you definitely saw that in this. And with that, you're going to get hit. And I I thought he got hit pretty hard a lot of times in this game, gave up seven hard hit balls. uh, And then just, you know, the defense happened to be positioned well, played some good defense behind him, and he pitched out of a couple of jams. But 63 strikes on 85 pitches, Mm -hmm. I mean, he just continually – Pounds his own, which is what you want. And great job, I mean, getting through that. And because of because of the fact that he pounds a strike zone, he was able to go deep in the game because his yeah. pitch count remained down. And that was big for this Braves team, as we said, with the bullpen having to get over tax the day before with Kyle Wright leaving early. So, yeah, I thought it was a solid start. It wasn't anything overly impressive for me, other than the fact that he was able to, like I said, throw strikes, go deep into the ball game, and get out a couple of big jams that he had and give his team a chance to win. And what more do you want from your fifth starter? 
Yeah, and that's kind of what I was going to say. I mean, really, the thing about this start that's the most impressive is the Braves needed this, and he was able to deliver it by whatever means necessary. And using the defense, we've seen that work for some Braves pitchers. I mean, it, everybody wants to utilize their defense, but, you know, Bryce Elder's had a lot of success with this. He, though, does generate some other swings and misses. But then you got to think about Dylan Dodd. Think, or think about where Bryce Elder was after three starts in the major leagues a year ago. Well, he was getting sent down to the minors because he wasn't quite able to navigate these lineups and was issuing a lot of walks. He went down, kind of reinvented himself, and I think maybe for Dylan Dodd, after the first couple of starts, he was able to kind of go down to Gwinnett, get himself maybe reacclimated, come up and go as deep in a game as he has in his very brief career, and maybe just have something to build off of. So no, it's probably not the start of the year, but in terms of the timing of it and the value of it for what the Braves, and particularly the bullpen needed, Dylan Dodd delivered, that's for sure. Another gentleman who's been delivering down in Miami has been Marcelo Zuna, uh, to the dismay of some, but we'll set that aside for the moment. You know, the Braves have waited very patiently, I think, and some would say too patiently for Marcel to start showing some signs of life. He had an okay September last year. He showed some signs in spring training. Then April just went off the rails in the worst possible way from a, a performance standpoint. Really, there was nothing to write home about. This Marlins series, though, ironically enough, in the place that he used to call home, and I think a place he still makes his home, Another home run today, a couple of runs scored, a walk. He was in the middle of a rally for the Braves early on. Of course, the long ball is a big deal. I mean, he came into the season with five hits overall. He leaves this series having collected six hits in his stay against the Marlins, including three home runs and driving in half a dozen runs as well. Yeah, look, I know a lot of Braves fans are looking for a trade partner for Marcel Ozuna to try to get him off the team. The Marlins may want him with the way that he hits against them, the way he hits in that park. But look, we've talked about it. It was so important for Marcel to get off to a good start more than anybody else. And he didn't. But again, as we talked about yesterday, credit to him being ready when his time was called because he has stepped up in this series for sure and shown some signs of life. I mean, I tweeted it out. He had a walk, and then he went first to third on a base hit to left center. I mean, I would never have seen that coming here a couple of weeks ago with the way Marcel has been going. And then the home run that he had as well, just another absolute titanic shot. I mean, the one thing we know about Marcel is when he does make contact, he is going to hit the ball extremely hard, and we have seen that in this series. Again, talked about it yesterday. He's capable of giving you these types of streaks. So uh, I think, you know, Braves are going to ride it out. I think he's going to get some more opportunities, especially if the injuries keep coming up with some of these players that the Braves have right now getting banged up. But good to see it from Marcel. Credit to him again being ready for the opportunity and making the most of it. Yeah, the Braves did stay away from Michael Harris, who had a little bit of a scare taking a tumble over the first base bag in last night's game. Now let's talk about the scare they got in this one. Ronald Acuna Jr. fouled a ball very hard straight down off the left leg. Was able to stay in initially, but did end up leaving the game. I had a feeling that that one was going to swell up, and there's no reason to be out there pushing it when he needed to get some treatment, I think, pretty immediately because you don't want him to be down for days when you could go ahead and tend to it. Ronald in this game, though, one for three, knocked in a run to get the Braves uh, the lead at one point, uh, also scored a run and walked and stole a base. So he did a little bit of all the things that Ronald Acuna Jr. does, just unfortunately had to leave the game a little bit early, but hopefully day-to-day -day back in there, maybe as soon as Friday in the series opener against the Baltimore Orioles. And perhaps Michael Harris will be back at that point as well. Uh, nothing really new to report on him after uh, jamming his knee, according to the team, day-to-day, -day, and that's kind of the situation for him, and hopefully we'll see him this weekend, and there may be some other uh, news to report on the injury front as far as this weekend is concerned. Before we do that, though, 
I want to tell you about our friends over at Game Time because buying tickets to your favorite events, it shouldn't be stressful. Game Time is a fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With deals on last-minute tickets, their best price guarantee, and so you can stop stressing over tickets and start getting hyped for all the fun you're going to have. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use the code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. So as we talk a little bit about this game and the offense and what was going on here, we saw Sean Murphy get it started in the first inning, just missed a home run. I mean, by what, six inches off the top of the right field wall, had to settle for an RBI double, but that'll work. He continues to stay hot. His old buddy, his former teammate, turns new teammate, Matt Olson. Those guys know each other quite well. Olsen was the guy helping to cap it in the ninth inning as he hit his ninth home run of the year. In between, you had the Ozuna home run. You had a nice little rally that was put together by Ozuna, Rosario, and Pilar. You had a lot of good stuff going kind of up and down the lineup, with the exception until the ninth of Vaughn Grissom, who had the platinum sombrero working but delivered a sack fly, so perhaps he can just flush this game, forget about it. Those runs, they all help, and the Braves did pick up a 6-3 win and what I felt like was a good all-around day for the offense. And, hey, throwing two hits for Austin Riley as well, that's something we haven't been able to say as much as we'd like this year. Yeah, look, this series really on a whole has been – a completely well-played game by the Braves. I mean, they really have done it all from the defense, offense, pitching. You know, they've really gotten it done in our, this game, you know, in particular. You know, I loved the at-bats that you, that you saw in that inning where Ozuna got on and then Rosario. It looked like he was making a concerted effort to go through that hole on the left side and beat that shift there and set up first and third. And then Pilar fell behind in the count, but then did all he could to put that bat on the ball and put the ball in play to drive in that run. Almost hit a three-run homer yep. swinging one-handed, which was really impressive, uh, but drives in that run. And then Acuna comes up and somehow gets 98 up above the zone and can somehow lace that up the middle doing the wonderful things that he can do. Uh, you love the exit velocity numbers for Acuna and left, unless it's going off his kneecap. But, yeah. you know, again, just this entire offense, Ozzy, another three-hit day. Yeah. For the Braves, I mean, he continues to stay hot. And then, yeah, Von Grissom, you know, I can't imagine there's too many games in his career he struck out four times. But coming up there in the, la in the last inning, in the ninth, and getting uh, another RBI, putting the ball in play, driving home a run. I mean, it really was just kind of a complete game overall for this Braves offense. And really, like, like I said, this whole series, I thought they did a great job of not just relying on the home runs, but being able to man manufacture runs as well. Yeah, I think they've done a good job of that. And yeah, the Von Grissom four strikeout game, that is a rarity. You're not going to see that too often. I think we talked about a week or two ago about Mike Patriello of MLB.com putting out a list of guys who were the, the complete opposite of the three two, true outcomes hitters that are to the walk, it's a home run, or it's a strikeout. Von Grissom doesn't typically fall under those categories. He is a contact hitter, a very good contact hitter. He's a guy that grinds out at bats, but this was just not his day, especially against Luzardo in the early going. Just couldn't seem to solve him. You brought up his double play partner, Ozzy Albies. Three more hits in this game. Nine hits in this series against the Miami club. Over the last 18 games, hitting close to 350. He's pushed his season average up close to 290. We know we've seen home runs. We've seen extra base hits. We're seeing runs batted in. It looks like, Jake, we're seeing Ozzy Albies starting to get comfortable at the plate again for the first time in quite a while, maybe since back in 2021, if we're being honest. Yeah, I mean, one of the huge benefits of the Braves facing a bunch of lefties lately is you're getting Ozzie Owies from the right side, and that certainly helps as well, which has been by far his best side throughout his career. So, yeah, I know it's been tough on Matt Olson having to face all these lefty starters, but it's been a huge benefit for Ozzie Albies, and he has taken advantage. And, yeah, I mean, 288 average, 904 OPS, 
home runs coming in bunches. It's really great to see. It's the type of Ozzy that we really missed last year, as well as those guys did filling in, Arcia, Grissom, and others at second base. This is the Ozzy Albies all-star level type of player that the Braves were missing. Yeah, it definitely is. And you and I talked about it on your podcast, Locked on Braves. We've talked about it after some of these games on the postcast. If Atlanta could get Ron Lacuna Jr. back and healthy and going, and Ozzy Albies healthy and going, and hey, that guy Eddie Rosario, two more hits, has been getting some opportunities to hit against lefties, has done pretty well for himself as well. As we mentioned, he was in the middle of that rally against Luzardo early in the game, uh, pushing Ozuna first to third on that one. So, you know, you're getting the contributions that you need to get from some of those guys. You want to get Michael Harris back in there and healthy. Hopefully that happens this weekend. Hopefully Ronald isn't down for too long after fouling the ball off his leg. You'd like to get a nice uh, update about Travis Darno, who has been able to ramp up activities, but has been dealing with a lot of recovery time or longer recovery time with his fourth concussion, thanks to his, some of the sensitivities that you're going to have after an injury like that, the Braves have not rushed him. In his stead behind the plate, Sean Murphy has been super durable, and he stepped into the cleanup role and done a lot of great things. And I know we've talked about Austin Riley wanting to see those signs. We saw a, a big-time home run in this series. We saw a couple of more hits today. And I do think that Austin is working his way through what has been a challenging start to his season. And if he's able to start lifting the ball, driving the ball, and the Braves start seeing maybe a few righties so that Matt Olson doesn't have to go toe-to-toe with every left-handed starter in America, maybe we're going to see this Braves offense really start to take off and find another level, which should be pretty scary for the teams that they're facing. Yeah, it should be. I mean, again, you're talking about what this team has done, and you mentioned the players that they've been without for a majority of this stretch, and it's really impressive. As far as Austin Riley's concerned, I did see small signs in this series of him starting to make adjustments, which is good. I thought the, the best sign for him in this game was that ninth-inning single that he had pitched down and in that he's really been struggling with, struggling to get under, and he was able to get under it just enough to lace it in the left field for a single, so I thought that was a really encouraging sign there. So so if he can get going with everybody yeah. else the way they're going right now, as you said, I mean, uh, heads up for the rest of the league already if you weren't on notice. Yeah, as if a 22-10 and 10 start to the season wasn't enough. It just doesn't feel like the Braves, whether through injuries, some inconsistency, they haven't really been able to feel like all things have been clicking. And I know that's easier said than done. And that's never promised over the course of 162 for it to stay that way. But you are seeing some encouraging signs there. That's certainly good. On the injury front, do want to update this. Rysel Iglesias, another appearance for AAA Gwinnett. I would anticipate seeing him come off the injured list. They had already mentioned last week that they don't expect him to need to have back-to-back appearances in AAA before he joins the big league club. I would imagine that would happen this weekend. Orlando Arcia, when we talked to him before leaving for this road trip, I mean, his goal was to be back at some point this weekend against Baltimore. I think that might have been a little bit ambitious, but he has started swinging a bat. That was a big step for him putting on the glove, going through baseball activities again, testing out the microfracture in that wrist. Perhaps we'll be seeing him sooner than later as well. The Braves would love to get as healthy as they possibly can. Yes, they lost Kyle Wright on this road trip. We'll see how they're able to navigate that. But the Braves, Jake, have done a good job of finding that next man or next men up and being able to plug some of these holes. And now it looks like they could get some big contributors back. Yeah, it'd be great. As we, I feel like we've said it all year. You know, it'd be great once we can see this team at full strength yeah. and what they can actually do. But yeah, to get to that point, and again, just the depth of this team that you have right now to plug in a Marcelo Zuna, who I, you know, I've been very vocal about that I don't think he deserves a lot of playing time. But you plug him in seventh spot in your order, somebody who's been an MVP type candidate 
in the past. I mean, a guy like Eddie Rosario, who was an NLCS MVP, has had good years. He's batting eighth for you. Kevin Pillar, a veteran who's had a lot of success at the big league level. And then, you know, Von Grissom as well, who has good bat-to-ball skills, as we've discussed, and, and except for the first four at-bats today. I mean, to have that depth when you're missing all those guys and you can plug in that type of experience and talent at the bottom of your order, along with what you have at the top, I mean, it's why the Braves are in the position that they are. Yep, and that position is first place by six games over the Mets, who did get Justin Verlander back, but the offense was unable to back him up on Thursday as he was making his New York debut, did not pick up a win, and New York was shut out in that game. We'll talk a little bit about what's coming up for the Braves, which is a weekend series against a very good Orioles club that's going to be rolling in beginning on Friday night at Truist Park. But i got to tell you about So Rare, our sponsor, a revolutionary baseball game and marketplace, fantasy baseball game, and Marketplace, transforming fans into owners with officially licensed digital cards featuring players from across all 30 MLB teams. Unlike other fantasy baseball platforms, so rare managers truly own their fantasy experience, collecting, buying, selling, and competing with player cards against global opponents to win rewards. And win or lose, you still own your cards, and there's no cost to play. Head to SoRare.com slash LockedOn to draft your team of free player cards, set your lineup, and start competing today to win those rewards. That's SoRare.com slash LockedOn, and start playing today. The Braves will get things going on a homestand on Friday night. It's the first of three games against the Baltimore Orioles who roll into town. We don't see the Orioles a whole lot, but now with this new schedule, we'll be seeing them a lot more here in the future, beginning on Friday night. Game one of three, left-hander Max Fried had his start pushed back a day to begin this series against Baltimore. He's 2-0, and a 0-45 ERA. That is not a typo. That is Max Fried's ERA. Uh, he's going to be facing Dean Kramer, who's 2-1, and 6.67 ERA for the Baltimore club, but they play in that ultra competitive American league East. They're doing some things this year. They really, I think kind of got the baseball world talking a year ago. It's going to be, I think a tough series and a good challenge for Max Fried. Yeah. Love to see Max Fried. Obviously anytime he's out there going up against a really good lineup. So glad to see that they pushed him back for this series will be a big one. As I mentioned, this kicks off a really long stretch of games for the Braves against teams over 500, some really good competition. So can gauge, where the Braves are, and I think they're as good, if not better, than anybody in baseball right now, especially if they continue to to get healthy. So really looking forward to this matchup against a fun Orioles team, young, up-and-coming, as the Braves were about four or five years ago. I think they're about at that same point. So should be a lot of fun watching this series. Come back home. Can the Braves win at home? It's something that they've uh, uncharacteristically struggled with so far this season. So hopefully that will change. Well, Major League leading 15-3 and three record on the road for the Braves. Just a 500 club at home, 7-7. Seven and seven. But we'll see if they're able to get a little bit of home cooking going, win a series against the Orioles, and then roll right on through the month of May and start enjoying Truist Park a little bit more than they have maybe over the first couple of times, a couple of home stands in the 2023 season. It's Max Fried against Dean Kramer, 7.20 p.m. Eastern time is the first pitch on Friday night at Truist Park. That'll wrap things up on the Locked On Braves postcast as part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. Make sure that you subscribe here on YouTube. Click the bell to get notified every time we drop a new episode. And make sure you go ahead and click that like button. Leave us a comment. And if you like what you hear after each and every game, then go ahead and tell a friend. Let them know what we're doing over here. We would appreciate that immensely. Also, Locked On Braves, wherever you get your podcast, you'll get the postcast plus everything else Jake has for you all season long. A lot of great stuff. Make sure you subscribe there. The Braves with a 6-3 win over the Miami Marlins sweep away the Marlins club on the road. Now they're coming home, looking to open things up against the Orioles beginning on Friday night. We'll talk to you this weekend. For Jake Mastriani, I'm Grant McCauley. This has been the Locked On Sports Atlanta Braves postcast. We'll catch you next time. So long, everyone. 
Hey, this is Stacey Gotsoulias. DC Lundberg. Ryan Finkelstein. Taylor Blake Ward. Host of Locked On Yankees. Locked On Mariners. Locked On Mets. Locked On Angels. And you're listening to Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. 